thing we have to fear. The economic health of this nation has been. There are been. four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline. Greed. In the dollar. It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good Saturday morning. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm your host, Nick Antonucci, joined by a big team today. Uh, we've got Melanie Wells, hey, CFP from our, financial, from our uh, planning department. DJ Barker, managing associate from our planning department. Hello, hello. And then my fellow research analyst... Jacob Keen. What's going on? Big boys Thanks today. For being here, you guys. Everybody. I mean, it's a full house oh, yeah, today. It is a full house. When's the last time we have four? I, I can't remember. Like it's been a while. We don't do that too often, but I feel like what's been going on in the markets this week kind of called for a second second body from research. I don't understand. What are you talking Troy's about? Here, is so. something happening in the market? Are we? Oh no! Just, no. You know, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stop uh, looking. Yeah. Close your yeah. Eyes. There we go. I thought <laughs> we weren't supposed to it. open up the statement a bit about this time of year. Yeah, that's right. That's that's a smart move. Just don't. It's look a holiday at it season. Don't worry bad. about it in December. It has been an interesting week. Um, you know, we had the G20 meeting last week. It seemed as though, uh, I guess, tensions regarding a trade war were kind of put to rest to some extent. We, well, we there agreed was, there was going to be the 20 uh, an extension of the uh, deadline before the 20. What is it? 25 percent increase in tariffs happened. Right, right. In January, it was supposed to kick into the 25. And now it would be what March. Tariff increase, yeah. What was a 90-day uh, de- delay, so that extends it out to early March. Um, but we've had some news since then. Yeah, we have. It was interesting last night. You know, it's it's funny. I got a text from Jacob, and it said CFO of Huawei, one of China China's biggest tech companies, was just arrested in Canada by the order of the United States and is facing extradition back to the states regarding. Um, violation of sanctions that we have in place against Iran. Right, right, right. And and the little caveat to that is this actually happened on, what was it, December 1st? Yeah. It, so I as they were holding too. talks with China, they did not disclose that this was happening. Correct. China has just now figured out, found out about this. I'm sure President um, Trump had no idea while the talks were going on. <laughs> <laughs> so... Could I? I mean, some of some of the tariff discussion has been around uh, IP. I was thinking that this was going to be maybe, you know, intellectual property related. Right. But it it definitely feels like a chess piece in in the in the greater move here. And the market response, you know, today, oh, you know, that it's been significant. Yeah. yeah. You know, this this week as a whole, if you look, uh, we're down two point two three percent this week, the last five days. So it's been a substantial pullback, and it seems as though the market is so quick to move on any type of news, whether it be positive or negative in regards to trade. You know, there wasn't – the only message that came out of that G20 meeting was that, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk. Right, There right, was right. no plan no whatsoever, real. Yeah. yet markets rallied in response to that. Now you have this arrest, and markets plummet. Yeah, and I think some of that might just be thin markets overall now that we're getting, you know, towards the, the holiday year. season. So it's a lot of more event-driven strategies taking over. I mean, there is the discussion around algorithmic trading, sure. a lot of stuff of this nature. But I think that's just one of the stories. I mean, we had we had uh, the Fed meeting, right? Yep. Language changed around that. I mean, a little more dovish. 
Right, right. It, it's a rally it, around it. It was, yeah. It, it initially, initially the talk was we're a good ways off the neutral rate, basically the rate that we expect the Fed funds should be in a neutral environment. Then uh, a, a month, month later, later, one month later, right. So the market's kind of right now. I mean, if you look at bonds, if you look at the where the way the ten years trading, it feels like they're kind of calling the Fed's bluff. I mean, I'm looking at base case for. Most analysts on the street, they're talking two hikes next year. Right, and that was down from the expectation of potentially four. Another one in right. December, which that's come down. That's probability for that's in the 60s now. Right. Um, and I think if you continue to see this type of volatility leading up to it, it obviously lessens the chance, the, the likelihood of that actually happening. Um, but like you said, yeah, I mean, bonds are speaking. You had the 30-year the come down to – or the 10-year rather come down to 285 today. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really where all the action's been. I, I find it interesting and in that we're kind of seeing a flip from we had some volatility in February, right? But that was before emerging markets started to fall apart. That was right. before foreign developed markets started to fall apart. And that was on rates moving up. Now we have some volatility on rates moving down. You're starting to see a little bit of disruption in credit. I mean, if you look at the high yield corporate Absolutely. credit space, spreads are widening there. And we even saw um, just this week the five-year Treasury yielding less than the yielding three less year. than a three-year. So yeah, a little it, bit the, of an the inversion, inversion there. talk is coming. You're yeah. hearing if you turn on the news, any financial news, you're going to hear them talk about it. Now you haven't seen it so far. It's flattened, but you haven't seen you know the the twos move above the tens, anything like that. Although no, the spread it's close. It's has close. gotten very and, and, close. And, 11, 12 basis points. I feel like. I feel like that's an interesting discussion to have because a lot of the pundits, they'll sit around and say, oh, well, if the yield curve inverts, it means a recession is imminent. But let's think about what that's actually saying if if you just want to look at the three-year and the five-year, right? Part of what is baked into the yields is growth and inflation expectations. Sure. So if, you're in, if in years one through three, your growth and inflation expectations are higher than in years four through five, then you would see – the three, recession. You would you would see a five year tr- trading at a lower yield than a three year. So sure. it kind of feels like the market getting this idea that the Fed's going to pull back at some point, maybe maybe next year, maybe the year after that. But that we're getting closer to that recession possibility moving into 2020, 2021. And, and related to what you just said, what does that tell you? Really, the slowing is going to be in those years four and five, then, if you think about it from that, that context, right? Right, right. Well, yeah, and, and the market pricing of bond yields is going – I mean, you would think is the consensus. So I'm sure there's some divergence of, of opinion, but when you see you know, market pricing of bonds that looks like that, I mean, it's basically saying the consensus is we have recession in – 2021. Yeah, and and <laughs> you know, th- look at things going on in the economy. You've got the potential negative impact of a trade war. You've got fading stimulus here. You have rising short-term rates, declining bond buying by central banks across the world for the most part. Business investment is slipping a little bit. So there are some negatives, but if you look at kind of the core economic indicators here at least, nothing has really started faltering yet i wouldn't yeah, say yeah and that's what i think is kind of interesting is 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 typically typically the way we like to think about it is 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 uh, the economy is going to kind of give us some signs that you know equities are going to be pressured the asset markets as a whole are going to be pressured you right. know we're going to see an economic slowdown and that normally 
pressures, you know, the, the investment appetite, right? But I almost feel like this could has the potential to run in reverse and that we've had this kind of high-flying bull market. Mm-hmm. U.S. is excelling, you know, economically. You've got Main Street that's that's in a better in 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 better shape now than they've been Absolutely. in a long time. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I mean, valuations are a bit stretched. So I feel like it, it it's only a matter of time before you know there is a reversal because we have seen tightening of financial conditions, and it's that's going to be difficult to manage. You know, around the the next few years the way things play out it is and i, I want to point out, point out two things something you just said main street's in better shape than they've been in a long time and it's something you and i talked about yesterday or the day before when when the next recession does come because it's inevitable it's going to happen right what's different between last recession and this recession the great financial crisis is you had consumers levered to the brim right right this time it's kind of shifted you've had these this low interest rate environment and corporations have been the ones just loading up on debt. Meanwhile, consumers are in better shape than they were back in the recession. So I think you said it something along the lines of you kind of get that transitioning of wealth in 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 some sort of way because the rich are going to be more affected by this recession if it's if it's you know more capital markets focused. Yeah, and those, well, those are the ones with more wealth invested and and stand to lose more. Think about. Uh, don't worry about your own political opinion, but think about the the policies that won the election, right? It was really let's get some earning power, let's put people back to work, let's get some earning power back on Main Street. Well, think about what that does to corporate profitability. We're sitting at a point where we we're seeing profit margins higher than they've ever been historically. Right. Corporations have benefit benefited from low uh, financing rates, being able to being able to issue bonds at yields that are low. That's reversing, and we're also seeing wage growth pick up. So I think you could have a situation where profitability, earnings growth does falter in the markets, yeah, but they, I think so. the actual economy isn't really in that bad a shape. It just kind of reigns in a little bit of the excess and the valuations. And we're starting to see some of that rotation, you know, some of that, some investors looking for more, typically more defensive type Position. Yeah, those value names. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you look at utilities on a day when we were down. I don't remember if it was Tuesday, um, but utilities were the, the sole positive sector. Um, and that's a trend we've seen reversing. Like you said, those defensive sectors, value stocks finally outperforming growth for a little while. So I think that's a trend, like you said, you, you'll continue to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'd I'd say I'd I'd say just as a word of advice, if you are holding corporate credit, high yield credit, that sort of thing, that's something to look at. Maybe there's better opportunities getting in the treasury market in CDs like we've been buying lately. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I'm talking about kind of the economic picture that we're in right now, especially, uh, you know, as we have these volatile days in the markets, big upswings, big downswings seems to be more more down than up uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, and we mentioned earlier on, you know, the yield curve inversion and how everyone, they hear yield curve inversion. Oh, the recession's here. And that's that's not necessarily the case. It's not a cause for panic. That's an indicator. That right. is not the indicator, right? Right. There's, 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 there's a number of things we look at. There's a number of things we look at for cyclicality. Um, really, I mean, to hammer it home, to reinforce what we kind of already discussed, I mean, most of what we're seeing, Nick, is, is going to be bond market related, looking at corporate credit looking at, you know, the shape of the yield curve, but all the other things look really positive. You look at, you look at unemployment. Still I mean, low. Still not we'll gonna, get it. I can tell you right now, you're not going to get a recession 
from 3.7% unemployment. It's no, never I, happened. And it's never we'll, going to happen. <laughs> we'll have another employment release tomorrow. We right. get the uh, – what month is it? December. So we'll get the November jobs report tomorrow. Um, expectations are for another you know, 185,000 jobs to be added, another great number. Um, so you're right, no cracks in unemployment. Uh, wage growth is finally picking up. Right. Retail sales look strong. Consumer confidence is there. Um, activity has been excellent. I mean, we, we got this week, we got ISM manufacturing. Big bounce back for yeah. November. Uh, yeah. We saw that increase to 59.3, which, I mean, these are, <laughs> we're, we're getting spoiled right now, honestly, what, but these are, these are massive numbers, you know, relative to history. Uh, yeah, ISM, the services side too. Uh, surprise on the upside. Uh, we got that, what, yesterday? Was that, that was today. ISM service surprise on the upside. Um, beating consensus expectations, which called for declines. Right. Instead, it rose 0. 0.4 to 60.7 over the month. Um, generally positive details. And, you know, the services sector of the economy accounts for 88% of GDP. So strong number out of both manufacturing and not, and uh, services. Right. And, and, and the other thing, the other thing that I do like to see, I mean, we're, we're sitting here covering, you know, the whole tariff situation, but if that's ever resolved, that's a game changer for you know global capital markets. If you look at the performance of some of these countries that are affected by the tariff, sure. That's and it's a- it's tough to play these sort of things because on one hand you see some indicators that that say all right get defensive right, especially in the bond market. Right. But you have these wild cards like trade. All it takes is some positive comments, whether there's it's material or not. Mm-hmm. Out of Donald Trump to, to come out and say, "Oh, we're making progress," and the markets take gonna, off again. Yeah, they're going to respond. Well, that's that, that's the thing. But you don't want to trade uh, no, no, trade no, around no. this. You don't want to change your strategy around Absolutely this. Not. I think I think our overall approach, you know, over the past year or two has been to get you know incrementally more defensive as we get later into the cycle. But I mean, we're not foreseeing doom on the horizon. We just think it's it's a prudent time to you know sell some of the winners and and look for cheap. There the market's gotten cheaper as a whole. There's it opportunities has. out there. It has. I mean, it, it's it's really we interesting. Looking, if you if you look today, nearly half of the S and P 500 was in bear market territory. Three quarters of it was in correction territory. Seven of eleven sectors in correction territory. So, yeah, things things have gotten much cheaper. And, in and, the last month. And we were look. You and I were looking just the other day. You know, it's some specific industries. It we're we're talking industries that are growing at double digits. We're seeing we're starting to see growth at a reasonable price come back. I mean, yeah. we were looking at companies at 15 times earnings that have historically grown earnings at nearly 10 percent. That's stuff that we were not seeing no. coming into this year. Peg ratios of. Sub two, one and a half. Right. That's attractive. So don't get complete. I guess what we're trying to say overall is we're not trying to scare you. I think I think DJ over here was a little worried. <laughs> we're not trying to scare yeah, you, but don't get complacent. Right. But it, and Look it is for something the opportunities. good to, to touch on because I know we, we tend to have clients call in in times like this. And, and, and Jacob and I were on a call with a client yesterday. And, you know, don't don't completely freak out. Know that, you know, hopefully you have your, your money invested with someone who who is, you know, being prudent and and paying attention to what's going on, adjusting your investment uh, your investment portfolio as needed. Yeah. And the, the other thing to keep in mind is we're just we're just kind of being punished for how good of a year 2017 was. I mean, Absolutely. we had no volatility. You're right. <laughs> so you knew it was coming eventually. But to have a 20% year last year and then be flat this year, I mean, it's been a yeah, wild ride, but we're still at 10%. Well, that's what's crazy, right? 2008, <laughs> we lose 
52 percent of the market right in the, yeah. the great recession and now the it's come back what were we for the year down we're up two percent on two, the year on a total return on total basis. return so it's it's yes it's from its all-time high it's pulled back a little bit but think about the last 10 years Things are okay. They've been amazing. They've been an, yeah. <laughs> We've had 20% returns for a couple of years. I mean, those are great returns. You know, it's keep your fundamentals. We're just saying, hey, it's a, probably an opportunity to take some take some things off the table, reevaluate, right. not go crazy. But, I mean, this is not a 2008 scenario we're looking at. This sure. is just... I think you have to, you know, temper your expectations. After yeah. a 10-year bull market, yeah. you're not going to get those yeah. 10% annual equity returns for the next... Ten years after this, that's just—it's—it's it's, it's not reality. No. Yeah, yeah, that, not I, every year. We can't forget about that. We I cannot mean, at what, forget. At one point, at one point, we were pacing at what seventeen, eighteen yeah. percent on the ten-year annualized return. Yeah. If the average is ten percent, and over the past ten years you've done seventeen, eighteen percent, what has what to happen that, to get yeah. to that? <laughs> saying it's not going to be as great. <laughs> exactly. Well, so just something to keep in mind overall. But, and, and all good things to, to cover in, a, in, a, in a, a time like now. And, you know, we talk about rates and it's something an, another kind of crack you've been seeing is the housing market pullback, new home sales, existing home sales. Um, and as rates have been up lately, you've seen mortgage applications fall. Finally got a surprise uh, this week. Uh, mortgage applications moved up during the week. And I think that's probably a direct result of seeing the 30-year fall or 30-year mortgage rate fall like 20 basis points. Yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing. You're not telling the whole story if you just talk yield curve because if it's right. the 10-year yield coming down, well, that makes it easier yeah. to finance large purchases. It makes it cheaper to buy a car and buy a house. It does. Build a factory. It, it's one of those things to me, you know, 20 basis points and you see the spike up. It's I, Obviously, there's some effect, but it's hard for me to – to fathom that there's people on the sidelines sitting there like, oh, well, it came down a quarter of a percent this week. Now's the time. Like, was that the game changer for you yeah. to get back in and refinance? You know what I mean? 25 bips. In the margin, I mean, who knows? Yeah, who knows? that's hard to say. It's always, always surprised me. Uh, we had the Beige Book come out this week. Basically said that through November, economic activity expanded at a modest and moderate clip across most districts. What this makes me think of, though, is the December... Fed meeting, right? I'm curious to see if you start seeing the language tempered in a way that they're not as clear with their guidance. Because having Jerome Powell come out, and I feel like he changed the language considerably, maybe not considerably, but enough to change the market in 30 days, maybe it's time to kind of go back to the, the Greenspan way of not being explicitly clear on what you're going to do. Yeah. Because then when you you promise something, essentially, and then last minute you have to change it, it's a lot of un, uncertainty in the market and, and causes situations like we've been having. Um, I don't know. Just my thoughts. I'd be curious to see if that happens. Yeah. Well, I, I think they have space to be accommodative if they want. It's not like inflation's running yeah. out of control here. Absolutely not. I mean, oil oil come down to $50. I mean, that's... That's one of the inputs. Yeah, that's, into exactly, the and, and you see it continue to fall, that's especially crazy. what's going to happen with Saudi Saudi Arabia um, now saying we're not going to cut production as much yeah. as we said, um, and then big change in OPEC. Um, who, who's who's leaving OPEC? Uh, I didn't remember Don't who it is. This, yeah. this week it's we one country I pulled out. I know. Who's I'm, leaving OPEC? It's. I, uh, was it not Russia that was? No, 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 no. I'm going no, no, to no. I'm gonna have to come back. We'll come that. back with an answer. 
Um, but to close out the economic indicators for the week, uh, productivity growth was strong in the third quarter. Um, not enough to really be a trend yet, but you saw non-farm uh, productivity rise 2.3%. Productivity was up 1.3% on a year-over-year basis. Factory orders were down a little bit after two consecutive monthly gains. So, again, it's a down month, but the, the trend has been positive overall. You did see durable goods orders decrease 4.3% from the previous month. As I mentioned, uh, you saw rates kind of fall across the board. Uh, 10-year treasury rate fell almost 20 bips. I'm sorry, the 30-year fell almost 20 bips. Same with the 10. Yeah, big move. Yeah, huge move in interest rates. So um, it's going to be interesting with the employment situation tomorrow. Um, I expect that it's it is going to be a solid number. Uh, obviously, if it's a miss, it could cause some more volatility in the markets. But all in all, like we've said, don't don't panic. Don't don't shift your investment style too much just out of sheer panic because the market comes back down to an attractive valuation. Who was I've it? got it. Qatar. Qatar. Yeah, Sixty years. They've been in for sixty years. They're coming out. January one. Russia. Yeah. Russia's not even in open. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> Yeah, they're leaving OPEC. Well, at least that's, you threw something out there. That's why we don't have four on the show. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, exactly. Our, yeah, Russia's not in now. anymore. <laughs> and the U.S. is either. also leaving OPEC. That's <laughs> right. Well, guys, Thank probably you. a good chance to take another break. When we come back, we're going to dig into our weekly financial situation with DJ and Melanie, kind of some end-of-year uh, moves you should be making. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.